0: Welcome to the Love Life Podcast. This episode is Be Well Loved. It's December 3rd, 2020, and I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, where I hope you be well loved, happy, and healthy, even when life is difficult. Uh, As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute any medical or legal advice. You want to get that from a licensed professional. And the music in this podcast is by Howie Moskovich. Everyone, welcome to your first podcast of Love Life, which is "Be Well Loved." So, I want to give you a little backstory about the "Be Well Loved" phrase. So, a couple months ago, I did a video for my YouTube channel titled "Be Well Loved," and after making the video, I started talking to people, and the insight I had, much to my surprise, and disappointment, and sadness is that being well-loved is not something that everybody feels in life, regardless of their age. And I'm here to say, I hope from listening to this podcast, you are going to make being well-loved your number one goal in life. That if you do nothing else in life, you set as your goal to be well-loved and you work towards it. And even if right now, as you're listening to this podcast, you know You haven't been well-loved or you don't feel well-loved. It's just not too late for you and there's tremendous hope. And that's what we're going to be talking about in this podcast. So what I'm going to cover today is what does it look like to be well-loved in real life? What are some of the things that stop people from feeling and being well-loved or the roadblocks? And then some steps to help you get there because it's a process and it's a journey and one that I hope you're going to take great joy in, on the journey because why not? You want to make life fun. You want to be happy. So let's not have things be boring and dull. So what does it look like to be well-loved in real life? Well, when you're well-loved, you are surrounded by people or you have people in your life that you know love you. They have your back. They support you. They are kind to you they basically love you <clears throat> despite your imperfections. Now, some people are deeply loved, but they can't let love in. So being well loved does not mean that you're never alone, nor does it mean that you will never feel lonely. Those are two very different things. So there's a book that I mentioned uh, in the Be Well Love video from 1922 called The Velveteen Rabbit. And I wanna read a little passage from that book. If you're not familiar with it, it's a great book. It's basically a story about a toy, but it's really about being well-loved in life. So here we go. Quote, Real isn't how you are made, said the skin horse. It's a thing that happens to you. When a child loves you for a long, long time, not just to play with, but really loves you, then you become real. Does it hurt? asked the rabbit. Sometimes, said the skin horse, for he was very tr- always truthful. When you are real, you don't mind being hurt. Does it happen all at once, like being wound up, he asked, or bit by bit? It doesn't happen all at once, said the skin horse. You become. It takes a long time. That's why it doesn't happen often to people who break easily or ha- have sharp edges or have to be carefully kept generally by the time you are real most of your hair has been loved off and your eyes drop out and you get loose in the joints and very shabby but things but these things don't matter at all because once you are real you can't be ugly except to people who don't understand you that's the end of the quote from the velveteen rabbit by marjorie williams i highly recommend that story it's just amazing So you want to be well loved despite imperfections, despite whatever's going on. And that's possible for you if you're willing to get into action, if you're willing to do what it takes. And by the way, I'm going to take this moment to make a shameless plug that on my website, I'm having a giveaway of free items. So you might want to register to win some free stuff. It goes on until July, 2021. So there's plenty of time. And the other thing I wanna make is a disclaimer that I'm not a medical health professional or therapist. If you are suicidal, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Tell someone, talk about how you're feeling, get help. Watch my videos, read my blog posts. I'm here to support you, to help you get things turned around. And at the same time, I'm not in a position to offer you medical advice, therapy advice, or anything professional. All I have is practical wisdom learned from the school of hard knocks. So if you are feeling suicidal, it's time to get in action. Call the suicide hotline. Tell someone. Get help. Now, why is being well-loved so important? Well, why is love so important? Without love, what do you have in life? Well, you have your material possessions. You have emotional pain you have problems and issues. I mean, what else, what else do you have? Love is the most powerful and transformative emotion we have, and there is nothing like love. The definition of love from a dictionary is an intense feeling or deep affection, of deep affection, or great interest or pleasure in something. As a verb, it's to feel deep affection for something, someone, or to like or enjoy very much. Now, one of the biblical quotes that is so pervasive in weddings and other types of of things is from 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 8. And really, it embodies what love is. So I want to read parts of it to you. Love is patient and kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. Love is not irritable or resentful love does not rejoice in the wrong but rejoices in the truth love never ends probably one of the most frequently used biblical verses in in weddings of all time so love is really important and it just feels amazing and i'm not just talking about romantic love i'm talking about love from people so let's dive into what stops people from being well loved well i have a whole list So I'm going to read through it because I want you to get a sense of the vast number of things, the array of things that prevent people from being well loved. So number one, dysfunctional families. Well, dysfunctional families in the United States, the statistics are it's between 70 to 96% of American families fall under the broad category of dysfunctional. So that is the whopping majority by far. By far, wounds from people, events, or situations, abuse of any kind, traumas, having trust issues, having disempowering attitudes and beliefs, having low self esteem, low emotional abilities, having a self defeating prophecy running your life instead of the self fulfilling prophecy, engaging in self sabotage or self loathing, being a ne- negative thinker. Cognitive distortions, for example, emotional reasoning. If you're doing emotional reasoning, that means you're using your emotions to reason instead of facts. So that's a cognitive distortion, and that absolutely will prevent you from letting love in, being able to love. Next thing on the list is poor role models or having no role models. Another one is belief that they don't deserve love. Negative experience with love or friendships can cause people to not be well-loved. Overthinking or catastrophizing, having unrealistic expectations of others, not being able to be vulnerable, being afraid, including fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of ridicule, fear of what will people think of me, etc. Being a perfectionist or being too demanding having a false reality or distorted perceptions of yourself or other people, and finally, lack of awareness. So there's an awful lot of things, and that's just a partial list. That's the off the top of my head, easy things that prevent people from being well-loved. So what I then did from this list I created was I broke the list down into categories of things that you can go to work on. So these are the primary roadblocks to being well-loved. So if we look at the list of the items I just read off, 23 of them are the the things that stop people from being well-loved. One of the first categories is wounds. And if you're wounded, what's required is healing. So wounds can come from a dysfunctional family. They can come from trauma or abuse of any kind. Wounds can come from having had a bad experience. Wounds can lead to disempowering attitudes and beliefs. So, for example, you might say to yourself after a bad situation, Well, I'm never going to do that again, or I'd rather be alone than risk that type of pain, etc. So, having a wound from a person, or an event, or situation can lead you down a path of having a disempowering attitude or belief. Wounds unhealed can also lead you to have bad practices or habits so you might get into not taking care of yourself or you might take on some other unhealthy habits or practices to deal with the emotional pain from being wounded so category one is wounds and the required action is healing and i'll get into all that stuff the actions to take in in a couple minutes here the next category is low emotional abilities. And what's required is to grow your emotional abilities or to increase your emotional intelligence. So what does that look like? Well, if you have low emotional abilities, you're probably gonna have, or might might very likely you'll have trust issues. You might have low self-esteem. You might have a lot of fears or, or more fears than someone else. You might do the emotional reasoning that I just mentioned, which is a cognitive dif- dif- distortion and really you want to address. Not being able to be vulnerable, you might misperceive the intentions of others. You m- it might show up as you're the type of person that either gets hurt frequently or is always getting hurt, your feelings having your feelings hurt. If you're one of those people that is frequently annoyed by others, or or it might show up as depression and anxiety, or depression or anxiety, or it might show up as feeling always tired or exhausted. Now, one of the things when we're talking about emotional abilities, this is one category that the majority, like a predominantly overwhelming number of people, don't have very high emotional abilities. And so it's extremely common and something that we want to address by growing your emotional abilities. The next category, the third category that prevents people from being well-loved or is a roadblock for love is certain personality traits or habits. So what needs to happen in that case is change. So I'm going to give you some examples of personality traits or habits that are stopping you from being well-loved negative thinking catastrophizing overthinking or worrying can absolutely prevent you from being well-loved if you're too demanding of others which might be because you have a harsh inner critic that extends to other people can also prevent you from being well-loved being a perfectionist or demanding perfectionism perfectionism from other people personality traits if you're someone who falls under the category of being arrogant, judgmental or overly opinionated, if you're self-centered or an attention te- seeker or you're a know-it-all, those are all things that can not only repel people but definitely stop you from being well loved as well as not taking yourself or not developing self-compassion. The fourth category for things that stop people from being well-loved is attitudes and beliefs. And primarily that means things have to change. Now, what are the attitudes and beliefs that stop people from being well-loved are disempowering attitudes and beliefs. And there's a, there's a ton of disempowering attitudes and beliefs. And those things, if you have disempowering attitudes and beliefs, that's going to cut you off from life and cut you off from love going to cut you off from being connected to people and it's going to cut you off from and stop you from being real and authentic and that's just not going to be helpful if you're going to set your number one goal as being well-loved. So what is someone to do who is stopped in any capacity from being well-loved? Well, the access to love and the access to being well-loved is growth and development. Now, I wrote about this in November 2019 in a blog post. So I wanna talk to you right now about growth and development because that's not a subject that everybody's familiar with, not everybody understands. So before I give you some steps to getting on the road to being well-loved, I wanna digress and talk about Growth and development, because it really is an access to happiness, to love, to freedom, to feeling good. It's just an access to all of the good stuff. So growth and development takes many forms. It could be listening to this podcast or watching my YouTube videos or reading my blog posts or reading a book or getting engaged in conversations with people or joining Toastmasters. There's just a lot of different ways to embark on the journey of growth and development. So I want to cover some of the top benefits. In my November 2019 blog post, I listed 45 ways that personal growth and development will help you have a life that you love. And I really mean that. I mean a life that you wake up and you're happy and you can't wait to get the day going and where things that go wrong don't derail you or take you out of the game of life. So out of the 45 um, top ways that personal growth and development will help you, help you have a life that you love. I'm just going to list off 15 of them. Not necessarily the best of the 45, but ones that I thought would be most intriguing and valuable to you. So number one, you will be happier. Two, you will get freed up from so many things. Three, you will have less anxiety. Four, it will help you build confidence and self-esteem. Five, it will help you in every area of your life six it will help you be more authentic and real seven it will help you when life is hard oh it will really help you when life is hard eight oh this is my one of my favorites it can be very fun like you got to make life fun people because life is too hard not to make it fun number nine it makes you more relatable and likable number ten it will help you grow your emotional abilities which by the way is like a super power i'm not kidding Number 11, you won't be so annoyed by people anymore. Number 12, it's very good for your brain. 13, it builds character. 14, it is a very high return on your investment of time and energy. I would assert that it is by far the best return on your investment that you could possibly make of anything. So you put a little time and a little energy in, you're going to get huge benefits. So number 15, it will help you appreciate yourself and others. Now, because many people are new to the whole category of growth and development, I want to give you another way to look at it. So this list of, I'm going to come up covering it right now, is also from one of my other blog posts, which is the benefits of developing your emotional abilities again as i previously mentioned this is an area sadly lacking in our society and in the world by a huge majority of people so if you took the time to grow your emotional skills and abilities not only would it open up the door for you to be well loved here's 17 of the other ways that it's going to help you number one it's very helpful for depressing situations Why? Because it gives you a broader perspective on handling challenges and problems. Two, it helps create better and more rewarding relationships with people. So there you can see why it will help you be well loved. Number three, it helps you deal with stress more efficiently. And that's always helpful. Four, it helps reduce anxiety. Five, it helps diffuse conflict. Six, it allows you to empathize with others. Seven, provides calmness and clarity of mind. Eight, it allows for better communication. Nine, helps build resilience. Ten, it increases confidence. Eleven, increases creativity. Twelve, builds integrity. Thirteen, helps you manage change better. Fourteen, it's highly correlated to top work performance, which includes promotions and higher pay. Links strongly to love and spirituality. Sixteen, makes for more effective leaders and managers. And seventeen, increases performance and productivity all of those benefits directly derived from learning how to identify manage and process your emotions i mean emotions run the show for most people and to be able to be in the driver's seat of your emotions to be able to manage them on the fly not be taken out of the game of life this is extremely powerful stuff and you're not only going to feel better and get all those benefits, but you're also going to be able to open the door to being well-loved. Now, I, I'm i such a fan of emotion, growing your emotional abilities and this whole subject called emotional intelligence or emotional quotient. So I'm going to cover a list of what it looks like. If you took this on right now and said, you know what, I want to be well-loved. Why not be well-loved? I'm going to go for it. Sounds like I could probably learn how to manage and deal with my emotions a little bit better. What is that going to look like months down the road? Well, I'm going to cover 29 traits of people with high emotional intelligence. So when you start growing your emotional abilities, and by the way, there's lots of fascinating tests online. There's books on emotional intelligence, there is just a plethora of information available to help you get started and get going. But I think you'll find this list of traits of the people who've developed, it, developed emotional intelligence to be pretty attractive. At least, I find it very attractive. So they are people who have high emotional intelligence. This is what they look like. They are agents of change. They are aware of their strengths and weaknesses, meaning they're self aware. They are empathetic. They are not perfectionists. They are balanced and healthy, meaning sleep, outside, non work interests. They are curious, having an inborn sense of wonder and curiosity. They are gracious and thankful. They are focused and not easily distracted. They are self motivated. They do not dwell on the past. They focus on the positive. They set boundaries. They are great at managing their own emotions. They are creative and deep thinkers, not overthinkers. They are hard to offend. They know when to say no. They can distinguish between wants and needs. They can determine the moods and energy of a group. They think about the feelings of others and their own feelings. They ask others for their input and perspective. They know when to pause and they pause. They ask why, they are open to criticism, they apologize, they forgive, they have an expansive emotional vocabulary, they respond rather than react, they show up as their authentic selves, and they handle difficulties better. Now, isn't that something that would be great? To be able to have those things as a natural expression of who you are and those things are all possible out of getting to work under the umbrella of growth and development on your emotional abilities. So I'm going to give you now some steps to being well-loved because you might be feeling a little overwhelmed, like, oh, this is too much for me. No, it's not too much for you. You want to have a great life. You want to be happy. You want to be well-loved. You want to have like life be magical. And life can be like amazing, even when you're in a very, very difficult situation. We just don't live this way as a matter of course or as as a rule. So here are the steps to being well-loved. Number one, you want to own it and claim it if you haven't been well-loved. You want to ditch any shame or embarrassment because as I already mentioned, 70 to 96% of American families are dysfunctional. And what does that mean? That means that the people growing up in American families more often than not, or more likely, don't feel well-loved. Why? Because where do you learn about love? In your family of birth or your family of origin. And if the family's been dysfunctional, then it's extremely likely that you are wounded and don't feel well-loved. So it's commonplace. Owning it and claiming it, whatever the issue is, whatever the problem is, whatever the situation is, is the first step for change. The second thing that I'm going to recommend under the steps to being well loved is that you take a moment, pause and acknowledge yourself for being able to own it and claim it because this is extremely powerful. There are many people who are unwilling to get on the journey for growth and development, Because they feel like it's going to be too painful or it's going to be too hard or they're not going to enjoy it. Well, let me tell you, if you haven't been well loved, the pain is already there. You're just denying it or masking it or not claiming it. So claiming it and owning it is very powerful. And I want you, if you can do that, if you're one of the people who can own it and claim it, then I want you to pat yourself on the back because that's huge. And I want you to celebrate the fact that you can admit this because it's not something that a lot of people can admit to themselves or to anyone else. And there's just no shame in it. Like We live in a culture and a society where we don't know how to deal with our feelings. We've grown up in dysfunctional families. We're walking around wounded, not feeling well loved, and acting like it's okay. Yeah, you can go ahead and continue to do that. I'm just offering you an alternative. So the third thing on the list on the journey to be well-loved is to make the commitment that you're going to make this your number one goal in life. I mean, why would you, what else do you want? I mean, yes, a house or car or this or that or money in the bank. and You know, there's all kinds of things that are great, but there's nothing in the world like knowing and feeling that you are well-loved. Okay, the fourth thing is to commit to growth and development because as I already covered, growth and development is the access to both love and happiness, a healthy way of living, and all the good stuff. The fifth thing is you're going to grow your emotional abilities, as I've already talked about. Now, I have a number of videos. I have over 100 120 whatever videos and there's one in particular that's uh growing your emotional abilities where i go through uh, what i did with my children when they were young to help them grow their emotional vocabulary because we live in a world of language and that's never more evident when someone can't speak or loses their ability to speak or has a communication disorder or disability like we live in a world given by language. To have more vocabulary words to pinpoint your emotions goes an extremely long way to growing your emotional skills and abilities. And this really is an, like an amazing superpower, I would have to say. So you're going to grow your emotional abilities. The next thing that's really going to help you on this journey to be well-loved is to engage in self-care. Now, some people that I've talked to aren't really sure what I mean by self-care. I have a whole blog post and a video about it, but I've broken down self-care into four categories. The first one is physical self-care. So that's your sleeping, your diet, moving your body, which is very good for your body, you know, all the physical aspects of doing actions, etc., to take care of your body, your mind, and your spirit. The next thing is emotional self-care. Well, there are lots of ways that people who don't have emotional abilities don't take care of themselves because they don't have the skills. When you have the skills to identify, manage, and process your emotions, you can begin to take care of yourself emotionally. The next category is environmental self-care, and I've talked about that on my blog, but that's basically kind of your environment and having your environment set up to nurture yourself, your physical being, and, you know, your, um, your emotions, setting your environment up to really serve you. And the last thing that I talk about under self-care is having good boundaries. Now, many people don't have boundaries and many people don't even know what boundaries are, but boundaries are very, very healthy and they're very important. And that's basically, you know, the edges upon which you don't go. I have very strong boundaries, so it would never occur to me when I was raising my children to go in their rooms and go through all their stuff because I respect them and th- I have boundaries. There's actually a lot of things I won't do because I have boundaries. So having good boundaries is, is really, in my opinion, an a great aspect of self-care. Next up is self-compassion. Now, self-compassion is something, again, like many of the things I'm talking about today, that's sadly lacking in our society or in the world. And what is self-compassion? Well, we all have this inner critic inside our brain and our mind that says bad stuff about us, like, oh, you're a loser. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. Or, oh, what were you thinking? You know, just all this negativity. In fact, it's just, it's predominant. So when you take on self-care, you're basically working to train your inner critic and quiet your inner critic to shh, be quiet. And when I started on the journey of self-compassion, it was back in like 2005 or six. So, you know, 15, 16 years ago, uh, my kids were pretty little and and I had this, you know, I've always been a fan of growth and development. I've been doing it since high school and I love it. Like I love it because it's fun and it'll give you a great life. So back in the day, I said to my kids who were pretty little, I'm I'm working on this thing where I've recognized that I'm really hard on myself and I don't need to be hard on myself. So I'm going to ask for your support if I say anything or do anything that sounds to you or looks to you like I'm being hard on myself, I want you to say something. Just just tell me, "Oh, that sounds like you're being hard on yourself." Well, I have to tell you, we shortly thereafter, you know, it wasn't like three, five minutes later where one of the kids was piping up going, oh, oh, I think that was you being hard on yourself. Oh, oh. And I was like, oh, what did I say? And and they said, well, this is what you said. And I went, oh, yeah. Like, you know, I think I said, oh, we should have left earlier. I should have done this. I should have done that. Like out loud. Like part of the issue with um, growth and development is that people aren't awake and aware. They're not awake and aware to how their feelings, you know, what their feelings are and their thoughts and what's going on. And it's just a whole new, you know, way of living to become awake and aware. And I highly recommend by the way that you, you know, bring people on the journey because it's extremely helpful. I mean, I was able to really run the race of taming my inner critic because I had three, you know, young people who were just delighted. I mean, they were delighted to tell me, oh, oh, I caught you, you're being hard on yourself again. And it was kind of really in my face. So you're going to want to work on growing your self-compassion. I have a whole blog post and video about that and really taming your inner critic, which is going to make you feel so much better and really also help you be well-loved. Because if you're really critical of yourself, you might also be critical of other people. Next up on the list is you really want to have great friends. This is an area where the majority of people that I have talked to and dealt with over several decades, if they could be honest, if they could be vulnerable, would say, yeah, you know what, I probably need a few more friends or I definitely need a few more friends or I actually just need better friends because some of the friends I have, well, they're really not that nice to me. What we know from the medical research is having friends, really great friends, having social connections is extremely important to, and, and actually critical to human health. The research is just so compelling that, you know, you need to deal with being feelings of loneliness or feelings of isolation. And friends can help you with that. Friends can also help you be well loved but you wanna make sure that you have people who are good people in your life. You don't want love coming from anyone. You, you don't want any bad people in your life. And I have on my YouTube channel a whole series, a whole section actually, devoted to making friends and friendship because it's hard. It's actually a skill set that some people just haven't had the opportunity or the support to practice over their lifetime So it's a skill you want to get because you really, really have to have, and I say this, you want to be well loved. That's the whole topic of this podcast. Hopefully it's now your number one goal and you can't wait to just have people love you and be loved and give love. So you want to have really great friends and you can check out my YouTube videos on the subject. The next thing up is to be a person of character and integrity. Now we live in a world where people don't do what they say or they lie or they do whatever and there's clearly integrity and character missing and lacking in the world. When I say integrity, I mean doing what you say, doing what you promised and keeping your commitments. That doesn't mean you do that every time. What it means is if you promise somebody you're going to do something and you can't do it or you change your mind that really doesn't serve you because, of course, hopefully now you're on growth and the growth and development road and you realize, hmm, I committed to that, but that's really bad for me, that you can clean it up, get in touch with them and say, you know, I said I, I do ABC, but I have realized I can't do it or I realized it's really not in my best interest or whatever you say and you renege on your promise, therefore, you know, Closing the communication lap and gap, and then they realize, hmm. Well, they said they'd do it, but then they called and said they couldn't do it. So that really means they're, you know, they've got some integrity in place. And hopefully, as you grow your skills and grow your abilities, one of the things that's going to grow is you being awake and aware. And then you can really pause before you make a commitment and think, hmm. Does this serve me? Is this really something I should be doing? And Make better decisions before you say yes, because if you recall on one of the traits that I said, you know, of people with high emotional intelligence is they can say no. And it's hard for people to say no. But the other reason you want to be a person of character, integrity, or two other reasons is because it is going to make you feel so much better. You will have less to worry about, you will have less, you know, kind of noise or, chatter in your mind where you're thinking oh I said I would do that and I didn't do it you know your mind just can just go crazy on you and when you keep your promises and keep your commitments or when you can't you get in touch either make a new commitment or make a new promise or say no I can't do that and I'm sorry and I wish I could but it's really not something I can do right now you are going to feel so much better. It's really quite magical. It's like very powerful. And I have a blog post about integrity and I have a video about integrity and I have a video about being a person of character and integrity. You want to be a good person that does the right thing always, even when no one's looking and even when no one's going to know. Because the reality is nobody, I mean, nobody wants a liar, a cheater, a backstabber, someone who gossips or is a user or a manipulator, nobody wants those people in their life. I mean, who wants that? I have no idea, but nobody I've ever met would say, oh yeah, I want to be friends with a gossiper or a backstabber or a liar, cheater. No. So if your number one goal, hopefully, hopefully is to be well loved, then you want to be a person of character integrity because that's like a magnet people will flock to you when people know that you're not going to talk and gossip behind their back or you know when they're not around and when people know you keep your word and your promises and you have integrity that is like a magnet that just attracts people like crazy that's going to help you be well loved it's going to help you make and keep great friends the next thing on this journey to be well loved is to learn how to be happy This is a skill set that I highly, highly recommend. And it again, is not something that most people know how to do. They haven't learned it, they haven't seen it. You know, they kind of live like, well, someday I'll be happy, or someday I'll be really happy, but they don't recognize that you can learn how to generate your own happiness at any given time, in any moment, even when things are extremely difficult or very bad. And learning how to generate your own happiness and learning how to be happy and happiness are the subject of many of my videos and lots of my blog posts. So the next thing up is to evaluate your attitudes and beliefs. So you've hopefully decided, yes, I'm going to be well-loved. I can't wait. And you're on this journey for growth and development. And one of the things about growth and development is you You occasionally pause and you reflect and you become introspective as you kind of assess and evaluate, hmm, what am I doing? Hmm, you know, what am I up to? Who's in my life? And all kinds of things. And that's to evaluate your attitudes and beliefs because many people walk around and they have disempowering attitudes or beliefs that cut them off from people, that prevent them from having a great life, that just really are They're deal breakers. So I have a video about disempowering attitudes and beliefs, which will help you. I also have a video on empowering attitudes and beliefs to give you the contrast between the two. But if you have a disempowering belief, like you don't deserve good things, how are you ever going to have good things in life? Or if you have a disempowering attitude or belief that you can't win, how are you ever going to win in life? You're not going to win. So there is this thing called the self-fulfilling prophecy, I have a video about that, and it has a corollary. So the self-fulfilling prophecy is a psychology concept that's been around for decades, like more than four decades, although I don't know how many, and, and that basically holds that when you have a belief, say, oh, I'm going to be well-loved, you're going to then take actions that support that. But there's an opposing or opposite corollary called the self-defeating prophecy. So if you have a a belief that you're never going to be loved or you're never going to be well loved, your actions are going to line up with that. So it's very important that you take a pause on this growth and development journey to assess and evaluate, do you have any disempowering attitudes and beliefs? Because if you do, we need to interrupt that and change those. I'm talking about a lot of change here. I'm talking about doing life differently than how you might have done it so far. So the next thing on my recommendation step list is for you to implement a personal reward system. And that's gonna help you stay motivated while you make some changes to bring love and happiness into your life. Now I have a blog post about a personal reward system and I have a video about it i've used personal reward systems forever like since i was young and i've coached people on how to have an, a personal reward system and help them implement it and they're very very effective the trick is figuring out what rewards you know you can put into your budget or what rewards you can do that don't cost any money You know, the trick is figuring out the right reward that's going to motivate you and inspire you and spur you on. So who doesn't like rewards? And make it fun. Like I have fun rewards. And and even though I have enough, I have plenty of self-discipline because I've really grown in that capacity forever. I still use a reward system because they're fun and who doesn't like rewards? So change is the thing that most people run away from. And we're talking about you having a life where you are well-loved, where you know you are loved and you have no question in your mind. That doesn't mean you won't be alone sometimes or it it might mean that you're single. It might mean a lot of things, but you're going to know that you have people who have your back and love you and you love people. So that's going to mean some change for the majority of you and change is hard. So there's no reason not to implement a reward system to keep you on track. The next thing up is to set some goals and take action. Why? Because you want to be well-loved. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm praying that you're going to go, yeah, I think I'm not well-loved or I don't feel well-loved. Yes, I want that. Or you might know other people that should be listening to this podcast so that you might say, hmm, I really like this podcast. Maybe you should listen to it and kind of hint, hint. So number one, hopefully your, your number one goal is going to be to be well-loved. I just can't see anything that's going to be more valuable than that. And I've already given you a list of 12 things so far. This is the 13th to set goals. So you could set goals in setting up a reward system, taking on self-care, taking on self-compassion, making friends, boosting your integrity. You know, you could also make a life plan or a bucket list or just set up some things that would give you happiness anytime you set goals and then take the actions to attain the goals you're going to start to feel better it's a confidence booster it just helps you in so many ways so set goals and start taking the actions the last thing on the steps to be well love list is to ask people to come on this journey with you like why not I coached a young woman years ago, more than 10 years ago. Uh, It was on time management, but it was really life coaching. And at the end of the year, we had a review session where I said, okay, we're gonna kind of recap the year. We're gonna look at how you've grown. And she had an assignment before the call to make a list of all the things that had happened in her life that were evidence that she had grown and developed and changed and whatnot. And we went through that, and and at the end, she said, and, you know, my mom and my aunt are just elated as well. And I said, hmm, well, why would that be? I'm not sure I understand how, how they're connected to this conversation. And she said, well, every time we had a call, then I would be talking to them, and they'd say, oh, that's a great idea. I think I'm going to do that, too. Oh, I think that's a, Oh, I'm going to do that. Oh, I'm going to do that. So she said we had a conversation three of them, about how they had all grown and changed over the course of the year, even though I hadn't spoken to either her, her mother or her aunt. So why would you not invite people to join you on a delicious journey that you're gonna make fun? Like, I am a fan of fun, F-U-N fun. Make it fun, people. There's always a way to make things fun, always. Sometimes you have to change the way you look at things. Sometimes you have to figure out like some kind of stopgap measure. You know, there's plenty of things I have to do in life that I'm not like, woo-hoo, I love, like ironing, for example. <laughs> I'm not a fan of ironing. However, what I finally discovered a long time ago was that if I had something really riveting or captivating or enjoying that I liked on TV or show or whatever, oh, I could iron for hours. It was amazing. <laughs> so there's always a way to make it fun. There's always a way to figure out an attitude or a view that will take the drudgery out of something and, and so my recommendation to you is that you invite people to come on this journey with you it'll be good for them and it'll definitely be good for you so in summary i want you to take on being well loved you know give me one good reason why not i can't think of any reason why you wouldn't want to be well loved it's time for happiness it's time for love It's time for growth and development. It's time for healing. It's time for change. And the bottom line is, it's time for action. Let me know how I can help you because that would make me really happy. And I hope that you feel well loved. I'm also going to ask you, if you got value from this podcast, to share it with people. We have people suffering in untold numbers like we haven't had in a very long time, people need help, they're depressed, they're filled with anxiety and lonely, and they don't know where to turn. Help them find my website, www.lisaalundy.com, where they can read all of the information I've provided that's coming out in in my book, they can read it for free. So the help is there for free, the podcast is free, my over 120 YouTube videos are all free. This is free information to help people get their lives turned around. So I hope that you're going to turn your life around, share this information, and come on this wonderful, amazing, delicious journey where you can grow and develop and just be really happy and healthy. Take care. Thank you.